Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show, and I have uh, an incredible guest with me uh, today, an incredible gift to the uh, world, uh, especially in the world of art and spiritual art. She's the author uh, of The Art of Healing Art. Uh, She's an internationally renowned artist uh, known as Jacqueline Ripstein, uh, and she's inspired thousands of people all over the world. Uh, through her highly vibrational arts and, and her books, her self-awareness seminars and workshops, and I am just stoked to have you on the show. How are you, my dear? How are you? It's wonderful to be here with you, Philippe, today. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. Um, let's go back a little bit um, uh, because, you know, you have such a legacy uh, and and uh, such a, a, a wonderful body of work. Let's go back a little bit and kind of find out when did you realize you were an artist and that you had the gift of art? I I love that question, Philippe, because in reality, never. (laughs) In the sense of, you know, I truly always have believed that when the being knows it's the being, you know, you don't have to realize that you are. In the, when you're born with a certain talent, you know, it's like you have it so inert and within you that you don't see it as that, you know. We all come into the world with a talent that we have. We all have mm-hmm. creative forces within us. But the thing is that for me, painting and and doing things with creativity was such a passion and I'm so in love with that area of you know in my life that I really never had to realize I want to become an artist so the only thing yes that that happened eventually I wanted to be I finished biochemistry in high school and I really wow. wanted to study biology or chemistry and or vet. I was not sure which of them. I've always loved, loved animals. But I always had a very deep concern, even when I was young, for our humanity. Mm-hmm. So that's how it really, you know, started that through my paintings. Well, since I was a little girl, I used to, to play with you know, this lady played an amazing role in my life, like I'm sure it played, he, he, he played it with yours. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a natural, I would stay home till my mom I'm sick so I could stay to paint, you know, paint by numbers at that time. Wow. And yeah, at the age of 12, I won a national contest in Mexico, a diploma and uh, of uh, Prismacolor, and then I flunked art, which 
that even told me more, you know, I'm not an artist, but it was not that. What I have learned is to be encased, you know, to be inside of the box. I had a need to be out of the box. I mm-hmm. didn't know at that time, but I was part of my mission in life and part of my destiny was to bring new things to the world. But, you know, when you're young, you don't realize it. Sure, sure. When did you actually realize it and say, okay, um, I have arrived uh, at uh, at a certain level where uh, the world really uh, accepts my work and I accept my, uh, if you will, my position in, in, in this world uh, as, as a healer, as a spiritual leader? I would think uh, when I got the agents of Salvador Dali in the 1984 to 1989, and I had his same uh, agent in New York and his publisher in Paris. So wow. that's when I really, you know, just felt that. And obviously, being Salvador Dali, metaphysical, you know, in the sense of surrealist, mine came to be surrealism, but a metaphysical surrealism. But at that time, in 1983, is when I started into the research of bringing in new techniques in the world of art that had never, ever been, I don't think you patented, but ever been brought down. Which you are you the, the technique of invisible or invisible techniques, uh, which you know uh, had never really been done. Speak to us about that. What are what are um, what is an invisible technique? Okay, so my whole goal was to show people the light of God and and to show the divine light within each of us. So I started the research for many years, 1983. And three years, I was constantly on that research, saying, please, God, just let me show people your life. Let me, through the art, show people the invisible. And and it was just a, an amazing journey. People would laugh at me, would say, like, what are you talking about, invisible? You know, like, are you crazy or what? And uh, but I had to laugh with them because I truly believed that there was out there something invisible that I could tap, tap into. Eventually, I developed the oils and I developed the technique. I then patented the technique in 1986 for the first time, and then I did a few more patents. But the whole idea with the technique, you know, I don't know if it's happened to you, Philippe, that you... You're in front of a piece of art, and suddenly that piece of art just inspires your life or, you know, it awakens within you a whole emotional level. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. Okay, so that was my whole aim, you know, to create a piece of art that through it you could see your soul. You could see not only the emotional part of it, but go within and see your own soul, you know, through it. So that that's exactly what this is. And this is a very new technique because the last time an oil was invented was in the 1800s, which was a titanium that was the last oil invented in the world of art. And these are crystals with invisible. So wow. 
the whole idea is to put together, you know, we're entering a new era of more spirituality and people through a piece of art can really get to another level of consciousness and get ignited through inspiration to healing and many, many other effects happen, you know, through the piece of art. Mm-hmm, surely. Um, so, you know, I guess the logical question would be what inspires you to uh, create a piece of art? Uh, because uh, uh, you have so much art, uh, and I assume you have even more pieces that you probably haven't published yet. Uh, where do you get your inspiration for, for uh, each piece? It's so true, you know, that I have a lot of sketches that I've done through the years and they can become, you know, pieces of art in the future. And, you know, it's so true what you said because I would think an artist is, doesn't have just the, you know, the images that you end up doing in a canvas, but many more studies that you keep for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you see, for example, Leonardo da Vinci, he used to have massive records in books and and sketches and things that were amazing. So what inspires my art? I would think that any moment of inspiration would be being in nature, hearing a bird, hearing a song, seeing a theater, you know, Anything that has that high quality of emotion, of inspiration, would would trigger me. And also it happens when I'm dreaming, when I'm asleep, that it's happened a few times that I see the paintings and then, you know, I would bring them back next day, what I mm-hmm. saw in my dream. It happened to me with a tsunami. And that was really shocking because I've had, I had a few paintings that have been very prophetic. But that time was the 5th of December. And I went to sleep and I had this nightmare. I saw these huge waves killing so many people and it was just really frightening. It really was like a nightmare. And I woke up, I called my daughter and I said, Steffi, I said, I had a horrible nightmare that this wave that's going to come, it's going to kill so many people. And she started asking me, where, mommy? I would say, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. They didn't tell me where. And because she knows that it's happened to me a few times, she really was concerned. And then I took a canvas and started painting it. And you can see it. If you have the book, it's the the lesson that's called The Storms of Life. I called it later, The Storms of Life. And that was December 5th, December 6th. I I had already part of the painting done, not finished, because it takes me sometimes months to finish a piece of art, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. but done. And... I sent it in the internet and I said to a few people, I have the the proof of that as well, I said there's a huge wave coming, it's going to kill a lot of people. And I just didn't know what to do with the information. And then on the 21st was the, the, the tsunami that, that went to, to Malaysia and India and all that. And it really was very shocking for me. And what I did through the painting is converted. Like everything in life, you know, within darkness, you have the opportunity of light. Sure, absolutely. 
And in my paintings, when you see that I bring in the light of God, you always see that I use darkness in order to bring out that light. Mm-hmm. So these are two forces that are really necessary for our lives to understand how life works because they're necessary. You know, the ego is part of, has a function. It's not that we can get rid of it, but yes, we can use it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so believe that. Um, you, you brought something up um, earlier that I wanted to uh, uh, bring back, and that is uh, you talk about how sometimes it takes several months for you to complete a piece. What's the longest uh, piece that uh, you have uh, created, and what's the quickest that you have created? The longest three years. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yes. Um, What happens is when you have a very high level of uh, frequency of consciousness in a piece of art, then I lose that state, then I will have to go back and wait until I regain the state that's necessary for me to touch that painting again. Mm. (laughs) So three years has been the longest, and then the shortest would be a month. Okay, wow. All right. Um, this book, uh, moving, coming, coming back to, to uh, the here and now, uh, is an incredible piece of work. It's a, it's a, well, it truly is a work of art. Uh, it is a beautiful tabletop book. Um, and what inspired you to, to write the art of healing arts? Art? I think it's an amazing story because he, he was born out of a moment of sickness. It was suddenly out of the blue. I started not being okay. I had a friend that she just died, Dr. Valerie Hunt, who, who's an amazing, amazing, who was an amazing scientist and a professor emeritus in UCLA. She had come to see my art for the first time, and then she saw me see my art for the first time. And she said to me, and then she saw me, and she said to me, you're getting sick, you're getting sick, and I sick, and I said, that, how, how come, you know, how come, you know, how are you feeling it? And eventually she said to me, there's something going on with you. And yes, you know, this thing developed that I ended up in the Mayo Clinic with a diagnosis of a brain tumor. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and you can imagine the tests are pretty painful, all kind sure. of tests. And then, you know, the first thing we do is we, we have a tendency of fighting, you know, this being sick, it's like it's, it's a shock. And it took me three years eventually. They couldn't find really a brain tumor, thank God, but they never could find what I had. I had to end up in a clinic in Tijuana where they healed me, an American doctor that unfortunately he died as well. His name was Dr. William Heath. But... One of the things that happened is that I could barely talk and I could only function but one hour per day. So by that happening, I had to enclose myself and I would barely go out. I could not travel. And at that moment, my astrologer had said to me, you know, it's in your chart that you can write. And I said, I'm not an author. You know, I'm an artist, but not an author. 
I said to me, yes, you can do that. And eventually I started taking the pen, you know how they do, they say with the automatic writing, and I started hearing the whole book being dictated. And when I mean dictated, Philip, it was like so quick sometimes that I would look up and say, God, not so quickly, you know, I'm losing parts of it. And yes, the, the whole book was dictated to me using my art as portals. And as you know, there's a lot of scientific research with my art where they have proven the high frequencies coming out of it. That is incredible um, uh, that that you you uh, overcame you know the illness and out of that illness here comes this uh, this phenomenal piece of work and in many cases the first of its kind um, uh, as it relates to the type of work that you do because you're an artist as you said so you don't write but this is the this is this is huge um, how does art heal how uh, you said you, that, that there's scientific work that has been done proving uh, that there's a higher level of vibration as a result of your art. How, 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 how does that manifest itself? Where does that come from? Okay, let me just go back a little bit to what you say that's really important, and I think that you hit the button, which is this is a very unique book. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been done that through painting you get messages from the other side. Wow, that's amazing. You are absolutely right. You know, this this is putting together two major arts, which is painting and literature, which has never been done before. So at the beginning, it was a little, you know, not easy for me to start moving the book. I was rejected many times because people would think it's an art book, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the painting, but... As you see, what's really happening is that through the paintings, lessons of life are being revealed to humanity. And the whole idea is to take people to a higher level of inspiration and help them deal with with problems and trials of life so we can move to higher states of consciousness. And that's how art heals. The way a piece of art is healing you, I always say, you know, that when you're in front of the paintings, we feel, you know, we never think about the painting being atoms that are moving, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what they are. Now, guess what? Those atoms have different functionality in this case. They have the color vibration, which is impacting the body because we ourselves, we are an energy system that has color, right? And we're vibrating as well. Even though we don't see it, but you see it through the eyes of a Kirlian camera. For example, that has proven the energy life within any body, any alive body. So when a piece of art is vibrating, it's emitting a certain vibration to the body, to the uh, intelligence of the body. Mm -hmm. So if it's a, a low emotional, like in the case, for example, when Van Gogh took out his ear, he was painting, it contains a very low emotional pain impact. Still, it's a Van Gogh because of his uniqueness and the way he painted was amazing. Mm-hmm. But when you have a, a, a piece like that, your emotion picks it up as, as well. 
And without you knowing it's triggering, that same manifestation that the artist had or the moment that he was creating. That is absolutely amazing. So, um, in actuality, you're saying all art has a, uh, a vibrational equivalent. Yes, absolutely. You know, some could have higher, some could have lower. You know, the, it all depends. First of all, the state that you're doing it from the emotional state. Second, the color vibration that's within the color is also emitting a certain code because colors are uncoded, it's an uncoded language. Sure, absolutely and, it is. So let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this, Jacqueline. Um, how can uh, your art um, raise someone's vibration? Someone is uh, uh, ill. Someone is going through uh, a life challenge. Um, how can they view your art and, and uh, know that it is raising their vibration? Or uh, are there some exercises or, or, or processes that they can do in conjunction with viewing the art? Okay, there's a few ways, Philip. One of them, uh, one of the scientists, his name is Dr. Van Cook, and uh, in my website, the, the, the com, you can download some of the tests that he did. So one of the tests that he did, he was the creator of the BioMeridian machine, and he put people five minutes, he tested them, the whole body, like acupuncture, kind of. So it would reveal where the kidneys were, the, the heart, the pressure, you know, all that. We're talking just physical now, okay? Mm -hmm. And then he would put people to see my art five minutes after. And then he would redo the test. So what came out was amazing, really amazing, because the whole body in those five minutes revealed that it's taking a place, it gets yellow, and then it goes to a state of balance. Wow, that is amazing. So you're talking here that, you know, with music, we have known for years about the frequency of music and mm -hmm. the emission of music, but never from pieces of art. Amazing. And that's a new field, you know, that will have a huge exploring future, you know, in a way. So what happens is you're talking there just of the physical body. Then the emotional, what happens is when you sing a piece that uplifts you and gives you inspiration, it brings two things to your life. One, it reconnects you to your soul. Two, it can help you view life experiences, you know, through the piece of art. Whenever somebody sees a painting of mine and sees something that I don't see, I find that it's fabulous. Why? Because through their own life experience, they're seeing something that I never had that life experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the painting becomes the mirror of your soul. That is absolutely amazing. Um, your work also can be used uh, as kind of a spiritual guide or an oracle in a sense. Um, how can one use uh, art 
uh, in particular healing art uh, as 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 a spiritual guide, as an oracle, as as uh, uh, a messenger. In this case, is the book. So what happens is because the book it was just lectured by Dr. Kirby Carter. And he's amazing with kinesiology. So he measured the the book with color that in Amazon is called FlexiBound. And because it's a semi-soft cover, they didn't have the exact semi-soft cover, you know, name, so they call it FlexiBound. And he measured the paperback, the black and white. So what came out of that measurement is is that the one with color went to 950 out of 1,000 measurement of consciousness. And the black and white went to 700, which if you see the difference is done by the color. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and the, so what's happening is... That's amazing. You know, you know what I compare it with, Philip? You remember that movie, The NeverEnding Story? Oh, God, I love that movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, That is yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies, yes. Really, me too. I love it, I love it. And he, his father of the writer of Michael Ende was one of the, the surrealist painters with Salvador Dali. Did you know that? Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that happens, for example, in that movie is that it brings you to the position of the child and you being there, you know, in that inside mm. of that world. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens with a peace of mind. Without you knowing, it's transporting you within the realms of certain dimensions, certain portals of vibrations that are also consciousness or awareness, if you want to call it that way. Sure. That's a very conscious, unconscious way. And then without you knowing, you know, people start crying and they don't know why. They reconnected to those areas that we're already connected to, but we have forgotten about it. Absolutely amazing. Um, where can, I know, of course, people can get the book. Uh, on Amazon, but where can people get your art? Can they buy your art and have it in their homes? Yes, of course. You know, one of the things, for example, when we're talking of originals, they'll have to contact me directly to my info at com to my through my website. Okay. And they can also acquire chicles, which are prints on paper or canvas. And many times I do retouch them by hand. And even with the print, it's been amazing. And I, I, I was in shock about a month ago. I had a show in a gallery here in Fort Lauderdale. And Philip, you wouldn't believe that by, by mistake I took the flashlight, you know, the black flashlight in my hand, and I put it in one of the, the mugs, one of the cups that has my art. The whole invisible brightened up. Wow. And when we saw that, the first thing that came to me was, oh, my God, the invisible trespasses matter. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't do that, you know? And it's really amazing. And the same with the color book. If you put the black light on the color book, the whole invisible comes out to life. That is awesome. Is this one of the reasons why you call this book an alive, an alive instrumental? 
it, that's one. The other because of its high frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you have something that's vibrating, for example, let me let me do an example so you can see the difference. Imagine a cookbook, okay, a book that has only recipes. Now put it together with a book that has consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right away, you know that there's a difference there. One is coming from the left brain, even though the, it could be creative, but the other is coming from the soul and from consciousness. Amazing. Amazing. So Absolutely. when you have a book, which there are many, you know, look at the Bible. Those books, you know, keep people for thousands of years because they're coming in from a soul level. You know, they're coming in from a higher level of of inspiration and of creativity. Leonardo da Vinci used to say, I love this saying, he used to say, if an artist paints with a hand, he's an artisan. If an artist paints with a soul, his hand paints with a soul, he's an artist. Mm, I like that. So, I you know, I like that. there's a difference. Listen, for example, Andrea Bocelli, when he's singing, it makes us cry. You know why? Because he's not singing with a voice. He's singing with a soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's the the big difference with the two, and there's so much to this world, you know, to to develop still from a piece of art that we're not even conscious of it. And by working for so many years, imagine, since 1986, that I started really... Uh, working deeper into the the invisible, it became a mystical journey for me. Mm-hmm, sure, I'm absolutely sure of it. Absolutely, um, your work has gone even has taken you even uh, beyond um, just the uh, world of spirituality and art. Uh, it has also taken you into uh, somewhat of a quasi political p- uh, position, if you will. Um, talk to me about the, your role in the International Association for Educators or of Educators for uh, World Peace uh, at the UN. What happened in the year 2000, I was chosen to open the events of the Millennium Day, which was the most important day because it was the day of the millennium, and they gave me with Mrs. Hanan, and they gave me a group of 450 children where I gave a workshop to create uh, pieces, uh, messages from children for peace. And then after that, you know, I was, I got an email to say, would I accept to be part of the association? And I said, of course. And one of the things that I've dedicated to since then is to give proposals to use the arts as an instrument for world peace. So, for example, when you're singing, you're in peace, really. Nobody can take out that moment of peace from you. Mm-hmm. When you're creating, you're in a state of peace, and you're in a higher level. So my my whole idea, I based my proposal on the theory of Einstein, and you will think, what does Einstein have to do, you know, with art? Well, first of all, he said that imagination is everything, goes beyond anything, which is true. And the other part where I based my proposal was when Einstein says, 
to solve a problem, you need to go one octave above it because you cannot solve it from the level that it was created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where my peace proposal comes from to say, okay, if we've created war, we will never, ever really solve it from the level that war was created, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. The way to go one octave up means the creative forces. That's a natural instrument we all humans have. And the moment you're using it, you're not aware that your whole system is going up in vibration. Absolutely amazing. It absolutely makes sense as well. Yeah. And you felt it, I'm sure, many times, you know, when you I don't know if you like to sing or dance, but I'm sure you felt it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, I know your website is JacquelineRipstein.com. Um, uh, of course, they can go to Amazon. Uh, where, where else can, can, can people find you? Well, the book is uh, www.theartofhealingart.com. And I have uh, three pages in Facebook, the one of the art of healing art, but healing art is one word. And I have the one of uh, Jacqueline Ripstein as an artist. You can Google my name and then put Jacqueline Ripstein, and then you can get LinkedIn, you can get me in all the social media. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for that, Jacqueline. Um, last question, and that is, when you wrote this book, Obviously, you know, you wrote it because you uh, 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 went through a transformation and went through a health challenge. Um, when you came out of that and you actually wrote the book, and, again, it being a book of, of first, uh, the first book of its kind, if you will, who did you write the book when you, when you decided that you wanted to release the book to the uh, world? Who did you decide uh, to be the best audience for that? Who did you write the book for? I wrote it for for people and even teens who have the hunger of getting in touch with a higher level of of living, of the need of wanting to change your life, the need of of being in touch with your spirit, mm-hmm. people who live in pain that want to get out of that um, out of that dimension of anger or pain and they don't know how to get out of that. So the book becomes a guide, a guidance, you know, for people who want to get to another level of awareness and want to take their lives to an enlightened dimension. Fantastic. Uh, Jacqueline Ripstein, you are uh, an amazing light uh, that is shining bright and has shined bright for many, many years. Uh, and I just love you, love your work, and thank you so much for being a part of this show, and I would love for you to come back anytime because uh, I think we have a lot to talk about uh, yeah. in terms of, of, of spiritual awakening, awareness, raising vibration, uh, and, and creating world peace through art. Uh, so uh, would you come back on the show? I would love to. I would love to do that, and uh, and even to your TV show, and me too, and and maybe we can show people one of the paintings. Oh, that would be fantastic! I would love that. I would love we that. We can we'll bring make... it to invisible and show people and let them experience 